Welcome back to the basement, basement dwellers. Welcome back to what we do in the basement. I am your host and DM, Kevin Rambrand, here as always with Thomas Tolls. Hello, I am recording this time from the nation of Estonia, where I have <laughs> recently emigrated to. Uh, I play the character of Anus Dweezel, uh, a, a dark boy with a mama's boy past. <laughs> dark boy with a mama's boy past. I love it. I love it. I'm also here with Luke Cecilon. Hi, folks. Uh, my name is Luke, and I'm playing Frank the Bloodpath Abomination. And I am just excited to not die immediately as we start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with Jesse Bergen. Hi, I play, uh, I think I've memorized his name, uh, <laughs> Old McGinty, uh, a uh, pastry chef with a bright future. And I am here with Natasha Durand. Hiya, I play real Nilo, and when I'm not dead, I'm a one-eyed, one-bowed, pink parasol wielder. Oh, very well done. Did you prep that one? She yeah, is... I totally did. <laughs> it, it, it just occurred to me that your character is Princess Peach. <laughs> <laughs> so, last session, we had the gang gaining true unity from a crystal in the hidden area of the arrested revolutionary Lorenzo Pyre's hideout. Gang, just as you were about to leave, you were apprehended by Alador Castros and his bandits. After a tense conversation, mostly revolving around stories of Alador maiming his brother, the bandits revealed that they had kidnapped Sputton, a dwarf that you had saved during the destruction at the bell tower. Alador told you that in the chaos, his camp was raided by the Knoll Bros, and a very special locket was taken from him. He could not send his own bandits after the Knoll Bros, as they had to rebuild their camp and regroup after the last evening's events. He charged you with getting back his prized locket, on the threat of Sputton's life. He told you you had until tomorrow's dawn. You went about your personal business during the day. Old McGinty, you reconnected with Harriet and told her to keep a bag packed. Rael, you had a heart-to-heart -heart with your young halfling friends. And Frank, you haggled with the spice merchant. All the while, Anus prayed to his mother and talked about how he had been a bad, bad boy. You gathered at the saucy tart and headed out to Tordo's Hole. That's a strange sentence. The cave on the outskirts of town that Old McGinty identified as the hideout for the Knoll Bros. After some scrapes, you healed one of the guards outside and let them go on without killing them, despite Rael trying to fire off a final shot as they scurried away. After some <laughs> failed attempts at finding a path in the center of the cave, you took to the barracks where you all avoided the running stream of water, used both for drinking and other bodily functions, as you continued down the pathway, you entered the bedchambers and were greeted by two Knoll soldiers and Toro's general, Hangor. During the tense battle, he bit into his own soldier to regain some health. You gave him the nickname Boss Bitey. <laughs> <laughs> you downed one of the soldiers quickly. As you fought, you continuously would attack and move to the back of the group as a unit until Rael was downed and tossed to the back by Hangor's uh, attacks. After Frank got up <laughs> close and personal with Hangor, he cast Inflict Wounds, causing Hangor to take some serious damage. My remarkably big numbers put Frank down to 1 HP, and he yelled out, Frankie! <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Rael's doing death saves, right. Frank is looking like he's in dire straits, and that's where we are right now. So, it's now Anusa's turn. 
Oh boy, I think Anus is getting pretty fed up with not killing, so he would like to uh, step in front of Frank, go the opposite direction for a change, and attack Boss Bitey. <laughs> All right. Uh, TM, 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 yeah. TM. TM, 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 TM. Uh, please roll your attack. I got a 21. Ooh, wee, that absolutely hits. Excellent. Roll your demand. I got nine damage with my scimitar. All right. You do nine damage to Hangor. He is looking mighty fucked up. Old McGinty, what do you got for me? Uh, I'm going to dip. Old McGinty's going to dip one of his crossbow bolts into the urine. Oh, stream. my God. <laughs> Attempting to add a poison element to his attack. <laughs> Oh, okay. Hold on. I need you to roll me a raw luck check. I'll give you. I'll give you this transparently. It's a DC ten. If it's above ten, there's some poisonous piss on the arrow. If Somebody recently right. went. Right. Yeah, yeah. I need this right because I don't know what which end of the stream they're going in. Yeah, right? if it's so. below ten, P is sterile and it makes him healthier. It makes him healthier. <laughs> it cleans yeah. the wounds. <laughs> Uh, 17. 17. Ooh. There is P in this stream, I will let my you friends. roll 1d4 extra for poison damage on okay. your, your shot. What a what a disgusting to way hit. to be lucky, though. Like, <laughs> what luck? There's rancid P here. Hey, when it, when it rains, it pours. super dehydrated. <laughs> yeah. That's right. the way that just I'm golden, usually lucky. Just a golden shower opportunity for life. McGinty here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I have to hit first before I can... Uh... Yes. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> How did you roll? Who, who are you shooting at? First nine thing? to hit. I'm shooting at Hangor. I got a nine. <laughs> I do know now that the water is going to help me in the future. Frank, your one HP self is up. What are you doing, my friend? Oh, man. Uh, how like Hangor is like huge compared to me, or...? Similar size. <laughs> I mean, he's he's quite large. He's uh, he's not like he's he would be considered a medium humanoid, um, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great, solid. Uh, and remind me, was it just Hangar, or were there more of his buddies? There is that he did one hate? other Noel there. One other Noel, uh, sort of thug, chillin. That was really tough for me to get out. John? <laughs> his name is John? <laughs> I didn't say that his name was John, but his oh, name can be I, John. Oh, that's what I heard. No, I said he was chillin. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Oh. Sorry, just real quick. His name is John? Chillin' John. <laughs> yeah, we're going to call him Johnny's Chill. Johnny Chill. Uh, I love it. Now Johnny we can't chill. kill him. I feel He's bad He's wearing now. shades as well. <laughs> Have we hit And Johnny they are chill in a cave. Or is, is Johnny nobody Chill has, Nobody has actually attacked this guy. Maybe, okay. He's too He's chill. Like, He's just in the corner. He's too cool. Yeah. He's the I, opposite of the human torch, Johnny Storm. I truthfully may have made a mistake, and I'm not sure if he ever attacked you guys either. He might literally just be chilling in the corner. <laughs> hey, man. No, I'm pretty sure he killed Rail. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh no, he's dead. Kill him. Get rid of him. He's not chill. Cool. Uh, Frankie's kind of in panic mode. And he's uh, Frank sees he sees that little skinny chill Johnny. I assume he's skinny, uh, frail if, if you will. And he's just gonna—he's absolutely skinny. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Frankie's gonna just run up to him. Be like, sorry, pal, I'm gonna have to borrow some of you. And he—he's like, what do you mean, bro? <laughs> uh, Frankie puts his hands on Chili Chili Joe. 
Yeah, Chili Joe now. <laughs> now his name is Chili Joe. His name is Sleepy Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden. Very good. Uh, Frank's going to try to life tap him, <coughs> suck life out of him, and put it back into Frankie. This is going to be uh, a melee attack. It's going to be like necrotic damage. Uh, and if it is successful, then Frank might get some life back. Okay, let's see what you do. Frank rolls a total of 16 to hit. 16 does hit. Sweet. Uh, 8 damage in total. 8 damage in total. 8 damage hitting Chili Joe, Joe Chill, Joe Biden, whatever you want to call him. Uh, so, the way it, so the way it looks is uh, Frank has his hands on his chest and he kind of like starts like squeezing his chest and you could see his skin kind of like uh, get frailer and you, it's as if... Uh, Frankie is inhaling HP through his nose. Oh, Frank! Frankie feels good. <laughs> and he says that out loud. Honestly, <laughs> terrifying. Uh, yeah, so I did eight damage. I'll gain eight temporary hit points back. Frank, you've just got yourself eight temporary HP, bringing your health up to nine, so you're looking a little better. It is now time for that uh, chill dude's turn. So... Joey Chillington is going to go ahead and attack you. Well, that does not hit. That is a three, so obviously Ooh. not. Uh, but he does get to make two melee attacks because he has multi-attack. So while he's doing this, like, like Frank still has his hands on his chest. He just hasn't let him go. So, like, he's just there <laughs> feeling the warmth of his body. Let's say you're holding him back a little like a child. <laughs> does a 21 hit? Let me, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume that's a yes. Uh, you only lose three HP. Ooh, yeah. That's, this uh, guy is chill. Bludgeoning damage. <laughs> yeah, he just like kind of, he hits you with a mace, but it's fairly uninspired. He's like, yo, dude, back off. And he just like whacks you with the mace a little. <laughs> <laughs> <Your> casual macing. Yeah. <laughs> Braille, I think you're on your, your... My last saving throw. Yeah. Possibly if you... Just, it, to bring you back up, yeah, right? Yeah. Not I on the bad side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, one more yeah. success, and then I'm up, because currently I'm just lying on And do you have any back. fails? You don't have any fails yet, No right? fails yet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way to jinx me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. Oh, I'm up! Well, uh, I'm stable now. Yes. That's an 11. It's an 11. So Boom. Yes. Yes. On the ground, but I'm not dying anymore. <laughs> Rael's story arc for the episode is complete. <laughs> Rael is lying on the ground, and there's a little bit of the stream that's like slowly inching Just its way. Just closer and closer to me. Yeah, if if the pee water touches Rael, she still dies. <laughs> yes, the stench is kind of like it's starting permadeath. to bring me out of it. Kind of thing. <laughs> It's a very stinky campaign, yeah, just, hey? Every episode is about, like, different what, smells what that, that are bad. Frank is key to that. One thing they never do <laughs> in anything, they, like, in no D&D &D and no fantasy, do they ever really discuss just how fucking awful everything probably smells? Because it's like Victorian era or earlier, That's where right? we come in. Like, yeah, we were, <laughs> you wanted a hook for this podcast? That's it. <laughs> we're the, the stinkiest D&D podcast. podcast around. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Hangor is up. Hangor is going to, uh, shove away, uh, everyone near him, which I believe is a noose. I believe that a noose is going to get, uh, an opportunity attack on him. He's gonna, because he's going to use his movement to get over to, um, to the chill, the chill knoll. So. Oh, great. Um, he's gonna bite him. Uh, I got a 14. 
14 does hit. So roll your damage there, boss. Okay, I got a five damage. Five damage, perfect. He gets there and he's decided he is going to feed upon his ally. So Chili yeah, Joe, Chili Joe, who's like just I mean, chilling. It sounds delicious. Chili Joe sounds like a meal. <laughs> it does sound really good. Sloppy Chili Joe. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that actually sounds bad. That yeah. sounds bad. Never mind. A chili when he's drunk. into it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're drunk, yeah, I'm here for it. Um. So anyway, he he bites into him. It's a, an automatic five damage to Chili Joe, and Hangor regains ten hit points. That is a noose. Go ahead, my friend. Did he kill Chili Joe or is Chili Joe still standing? Ch Chili Joe is doing just fine. Okay. Just fine? Oh, I... man. Well, he's not doing just fine. He's honestly not doing really well. And he's honestly yeah. pretty steezed that Hangor bit him. He's like, hey, man, <laughs> calm down, all right? He, he's like slouching cool. over in pain, but it just looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. Way. Like he's he's hunched over, but he, he, he got bitten and like landed in like a cool pose. <laughs> <laughs> So I think I want to use a Wrathful Smite on this guy. Yeah. Um, okay, great. I got 21. Okay, that absolutely hits. And my damage is going to be, uh, like, slashing damage is 8. Okay. Um, but it also does uh, just one psychic damage, but it has to make a wisdom saving throw or be frightened of me until the spell ends. Ooh. Um, so, uh, what is my saving? It's, uh, 12. So, we are gonna have Hangor roll his wisdom saving throw. And he does not save, so he is frightened of you. I think, I think Anus, like, extends his hand in friendship and does, like, sort of the strut that Chief Wiggum does when he's trying to put on the Wiggum charm. <laughs> so he, he comes over to this guy like, hey, don't you want to be my friend? And it's just deeply unsettling. <laughs> Nobody feels comfortable with it. And then I stab him while he's nervous. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you, is, does this also have the effect of frightening everyone else in the room? <laughs> uh, that is dealer's choice. You guys decide. <laughs> okay, so that, that means that uh, Hangor's now rocking around with disadvantage on both ability checks and attack rolls. So uh, that's a great move. So, Omaginti, you're up. All right. Uh, try number two for number one. He dips another uh, arrow into the uh, stream, loads it into his crossbow. He's going to shoot at Hangor. Natural one. Oh. <laughs> Can you please oh, no. punish him somehow? Like the pee gets in his mouth. And this eyes. is gonna punish me. This is horrible. A natural one. Hey. Well, I mean, yeah. You shoot the arrow. I get some of it on my shoe. Yeah. There's a little bit of pee on your shoe now, and uh, and everybody knows it too. It's like even even the the stabilized but down rail is aware that you have pee on your shoe. <laughs> um, she chuckles. <laughs> a smile crosses oh, man, her passed out is... face. Everyone's gonna think this is an old age thing. <laughs> it's just from the stream. Um, Frank, you're up. So, uh, Chili Joe got like bit in the shoulder, in the back, in the in the abdomen. Where when does bite thing take place? Uh, he got bit on like the um, what do you call it? The collarbone, I guess. Like that area, this area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh collarbone. man, that was close to where Frank's hands were. Well, Frank's gonna try to be helpful. Uh, Frank's gonna take a step back so he's not within bite range. And very, like, spiritually, everyone can see that he's putting on 
his baseball cap backwards. He's not wearing one, but like spiritually. Oh, I was like, I was like, what do you mean <laughs> baseball cap? And he, spiritually, he puts his hands together and he starts to like generate that acid ball from that uh, from before. <laughs> oh yeah, it's T-ball time. Uh, all right, <laughs> time for another uh, another home run. He hucks this ball of acid and he's aiming for that collarbone area. Sure, sure. And it's going to splash uh, and hit both Chili Joe and uh, Big Dude. Big Bitey? Big Bites. Okay. So, what's the DC on that? Um, uh, 13. There 13. we go. 13 okay. spells. Uh, he does not save. Uh, that's the that's that's Joe, Joe Coolio. Whatever. And um, Hangor also does not save. Sweet. They both take out. Four points of acid damage. Four points of acid damage. Uh, and and when it hits, like Frank gives a little, uh, let's call it a pitcher's nod. <laughs> what is, what is a pitcher's nod, Luke? Describe a pitcher's nod to me. I don't know what that is. Uh, uh, Frank kind of turns his body kind of sideways so they can only see his shoulder, and he looks back behind himself and then in front again, and then gives a little nod as if he's chewing bubble gum. Right. A gives a nod as if he's chewing bubble gum. Okay. <laughs> that's that's correct. I just want to make sure that we all heard that. spiritually chewing bubble gum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, can we change Joe Cool's name to Bazooka Joe, please? He's <laughs> <laughs> now Bazooka Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Of, of the Double Bubble fame. Uh, okay, it is now Bazooka Joe's turn. Um, Bazooka Joe <laughs> is like, hey, Angola, what the fuck, bro? He goes to hit Frank. Uh, because he did not like that acid ball, so he's like trying to put a little bit more effort into his swing this time. Um, I'm gonna use my shield again to protect Frank, which gives him disadvantage on All his attack right. roll. Well, we will roll that out. So now we've got a three. So he doesn't he doesn't hit him. He misses. Uh, um, Frank turns to uh, Anus and just gives him a good like pitcher's approval nod. <laughs> Where did he that... get gum? <laughs> <laughs> his second attack is. Also not gonna hit. Never mind. Um, all right. So he he is Joe Chill is still chill, even if he's <laughs> not doing what he wants to. Next up is Hangor. Hangor is going to um, attack. Uh, I he's definitely not going to attack a noose because he's scared of him. So I guess he's gonna go for Frank, even though he's rolling with disadvantage because um, he's right oh, there. Um, so he's just gonna go and try and do a bite attack. See if it lands. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I rolled a two on my first roll, and then I rolled a nine, so uh, it does not attack the first time. Multi-attack gives him his second. Two again? What the fuck? And a one? Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Today is that's nice. a that's a crit fail, my friend. And this is insane. The op this is the opposite of how we were roll of how I was rolling the other yeah, time. Like yeah, I know. All over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back yeah. to being weak. So he just like bites around like crazy. You can see he's not doing well. Um, he looks at Joe, thinks about biting into him <laughs> to give himself some HP, changes his mind because he knows it'll kill him. <laughs> and Joe's like, thanks, bro. <laughs> that's the end of his turn. Um, Anus, you're back in action. Right, so um, am I, I guess my question is, if I go over to heal Tash, do they both get to attack me? No, uh, just Joe Chill would did you attack Joe Chill? No, you're not. No. You just like strutted towards him. I've been protecting. 
Yes, you've yeah, been protecting been Luke. Protecting uh, yeah. a Frank. Yeah, because you've been protecting Frank, I'm gonna say that um, Joe Chill gets an atta- a- attack on you. Isn't Joe Chill okay. the name of like the Joker in canon or something? Isn't that uh, was like a Rob Schneider character? Uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe Chill is the guy who shot Bruce Wayne's parents. That isn't the Joker. Okay, like that's that's the character there. Please don't sue us, DC. Uh, in this universe, Joker is the name of a very famous court jester. Yes. <laughs> Played by Joaquin Phoenix, who we do have both um, on the pod. Who's uh, literal <laughs> phoenix in this world. Yes. <laughs> and, and the phoenix walks. It's a walking phoenix. Yeah, he can't fly. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think, I think Anus can hear a faint, a faint little voice in his telepathy brain, uh, which just says four letters... F O M O, um, and he realizes that Rael is really just wishes she could have a piece of the action. Um, so he he immediately spins around, sees an opportunity for social bond creation, and uh, allows himself to be stabbed horribly by this Noel's teeth. Um, so let's see if he hits me. Okay. I don't think this is gonna work. Does a eleven hit? No. Okay, he misses you. Great. So uh, I think Anus comes up to her. He's going to use Lay on Hands to heal for 5 HP. And what does that look like? (laughs) What that looks like is he starts to shake her, and she sort of rouses, but not quite. So he unthinkingly splashes Uh. some of the water on her face. (laughs) Roll a luck check, Thomas. Okay. <laughs> Do pee water on her. I got a nine. Oh, okay. So it doesn't um, it doesn't have pee in it. Yeah. Wait. He wait, wanted yeah, in a this high in this case. Time? No. In no. this case. <laughs> no. In every it, case, a winning luck check creates pee. No, because you said you rolled a nine, right? So yeah. if it was ten or yeah. over, it didn't have pee. It's just that's that's the DC. Honestly, I'm not kidding. So this is, wait, ten or Kevin, over? It had Kevin. pee or didn't have pee? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, no, this we isn't need clear. To define, Kevin, we need to define this. This is not a luck check. This is a different thing now. It's a pee check. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whether or not it has pee is like that's defined yeah. by over. And 10. it's a okay. it's a PC yes. ten. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's a PC ten. A pee check. Yeah, it doesn't have pee in it. Uh listen, Rail's been on the You're ground. You edit all this out, right? Uh, probably. I hope. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> It's it's gold, guys. This is gold. Um, it's golden. It's gold. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, so you gave her how much HP? A uh, five HP. Gah! What the? He- what did I miss? Why? What is that smell? <laughs> oh my God. No. Oh. It's Frank. What did you do? I, Frank. Oh. I, it's, been, it's been a rough day. I'm sorry. I didn't feel comfortable spanking you. <laughs> I wouldn't feel comfortable with that either. <laughs> um, okay, so Anus did that. Oh, McGinty, what are you doing for me? Uh, I'm going to dip my arrow into the stream yet again. Sure thing. <laughs> I'm going to give you a luck check this time. So th- th- here's what I'm going to say. Because you failed last time and you got pee on yourself, that's where the pee came off of it. If you hadn't done a critical fail, <laughs> you wouldn't have had to roll again. So now you do have to roll again. Oh, and I, yes. And roll a P check. 10 plus is P. Yes. <laughs> Means there's P. 10 under is no P. <laughs> this is a disgusting podcast. If, if you're to be involved. To be fair, real quick, if you're an old man as old as McGinty or Frank, you have to do a P check every morning. <laughs> yeah, it's actually multiple times a night because his, his bladder is so small. Yeah, anytime they prostate. take a long rest, I have Jesse off mic roll. Yeah. 
P checks. P actually stands for prostate check. <laughs> Get a P check every six months, guys, please. All right, 19. Uh, there's absolutely some urine on there. Under the right, now I had this is it. I'm gonna aim for Hangor. Yeah. I'm gonna aim for a big old open wound. Of which there are inflicted many. by a previous and uh third time's the charm, baby. <laughs> Thirteen to hit. Thirteen is his fucking armor class. Oh, Yay. Yay. Yes. Uh finally. So that is eight damage, and then one d4 poison. Well, I hate to burst your pee bubble, but don't even. I'm still rolling this. Okay. Another four. Holy. That's twelve damage total. Well, Olmaginty, tell me how you finish Hangor. Okay. No well, I shoot him dead through his shoulder, which has a gaping wound. It gets lodged really deep. And uh, he falls to the ground, but then he gets back up on one knee, and he goes, I wasn't quite killed yet. But then the wound begins to fester for some unknowable reason. Unknowable reason. It starts, unknowable, thank you, yes. And he goes, what? What have you done? What have you done? And then the wound uh, flares up. And pus. This is grosser than I wanted oh, it to be. There's like ever. pus comes out of it. It's really gross. Rancid. Uh, he uh he just collapses into the ground, uh, and uh he's frothing at the mouth because uh he was super uh susceptible to whatever happened to, <laughs> to his own pee. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Hair of the dog. All right. Well, Hangor is down, um, so uh, it's not going to be his turn next. Frank, you're up. Uh, Frankie takes a look at uh, Chili Joe. Uh, what does he look like? What's he feeling right now? I mean, he's very hurt. He's just like, he's just chilling. He's like, what up, y'all? You my buddy. Uh, all right. Frank's going to try to converse. Uh, hey there, friend. Uh, like, uh. You want to just call it now? It's like, it that's game, right? I mean, like, you took out Hangor, y'all, there's a lot of you. I mean, but, like, you could, like, come talk to, like, my boss if you want, but I'm just chilling, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you want. You just, like, walked in here and you started, like, fucking up people, and I'm just, like, trying to chill, you know? But I'll, like, uh, I'll, I'll go to town. I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm a pretty sure uh, your fellow big uh, bitey there hit us first uh we don't want to yeah. fight anybody can't can confirm can't confirm a big guy did the first move hey listen i have no sympathies for hangor he's kind of a dick he bit me just now so i'm like <laughs> fuck this guy real talk but like i also gotta kind of pay my bills you know i got places to be so chill joe wants to chill and i'm not really gonna be as chill if i don't have an income so i'm thinking like maybe you come with me and you talk to Toro. Right? Maybe you get in, maybe he like has a conversation with you. I don't know. He also um, all right. came from New York all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Noel York. <laughs> he, he's like, I'll, I'll fight you guys if you want. Honestly, y'all want to let me go? I'll leave. I'm chill. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you can put in a good word for us with your boss... Tell him we uh, we didn't kill you. We'd appreciate that. So, like, here's the thing, right? Toto's sleeping right now. It's his sleeping hours. 
I don't like to interrupt him if he's sleeping. He gets real angry. So I'm thinking, like, maybe I just fuck off and you guys deal with him. Uh, or, oh, hear me out. Uh, you could just tell us where the treasure room is. We'll grab one little piece of treasure, just one, and then we'll be on our way. Listen, I'm going to fuck off either way. But you guys, the treasure room, this whole cave only goes to one room. That's the main hall. You keep going down this way, and he kind of points out of the hallway, uh, the, the the direction you guys would have been heading had you not been, like, stopped. Um, you guys go down there. You're going to find out what you need. That's where Hango is at. Uh, oops, sorry. That's where Toto's at. Hango is there, points at the dead body that's festering with piss wounds. Um, <laughs> honestly, that's some real Kevin, disturbing. you made it gross. Come on, man. <laughs> That's some real disturbing shit, to be honest with you. I feel kind of sick. He goes and pukes into the <laughs> into the stream. <laughs> oh, watch it. I'm, oh, oh, sorry. Gross. Didn't see you there. I didn't realize you were here. <laughs> can I get an opportunity attack? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you can if you want to. <laughs> Just a close range bow and arrow attack. Um... Do you actually want to hit him? Yes, I do. <laughs> Rael just wants to participate. I want to participate. Come on. This this whole like adventure into this cave has been like Noel's kind of being all right and trying to leave you guys alone, and then you being like, "No, fuck this." <laughs> trying yeah. to think, Rael has some prejudice against Noel's or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, go ahead. I don't want to talk about it. Roll the uh, opportunity attack. Yeah, it'll be. What are you using? Um, I'm gonna do short sword so I get it. Double attack. Okay, two, sure thing. Two weapon attack. So <laughs> just, he's puking into the stream right now. <laughs> Roll it with advantage because he's puking, Take and ten. I kind of want to see what happens. Fifteen. Fifteen hits. Yep. Twelve damage. Oh my god. Uh, so you absolutely fucked this guy right up. Good. Uh, he's dead. <laughs> Tell me how you kill him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Joe Chill, his sunglasses fell off while he's puking. They they ended up in the stream. He's like, oh man, this isn't chill at all. Oh. I stab one sword in his left side. Oh, this is awful. <laughs> through and like, his throat, and he's oh. not dead yet. And I shove his face in the pukey piss water. Oh my gosh. Uh, I telepathically say to the other two, I'm starting to worry about this one. <laughs> Just panting. There's puke and blood and piss and sweat. And uh, Joe Chill is fucking dead. And uh, I stand up and I straighten my hair and my eye patch. And then I'm like, all right. Folks, let's roll. Uh, <laughs> we're all just staring at you yeah. in a semicircle, <laughs> horrified. You sure you don't want to go back to sleep for a few minutes? Or? <laughs> I said, let's roll. Rail, did you make any noises or like call him anything while you were like drowning him mercilessly? Like, was this a projection at all for you, or was it? Did it just seem like this is how you normally would kill a gnoll? Yeah, I think she was saying a noose, die a noose. <laughs> I thought I thought that was in my head. <laughs> we all heard it telepathically. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm so I'm guessing you guys make your way down to the um Jesus fucking Christ. To the the main hall, right? Oh. I mean it's the only other way uh, this as, path goes. Uh as the, as we're moving down, uh Frank's gonna kind of pull back old McGinty to have a little quick convo. Yeah. Look, uh, 
I couldn't help but notice uh, you got a little pee on your shoe. <laughs> it's not. It's just I was standing near the street. It splashed up. It's just water, okay? It's just water. I make I make stories up too. It's perfectly it's perfectly normal. There's nothing to be ashamed. Of. Listen. He holds a. He slowly like raises one of his baking knives up to your throat. If you tell anyone <laughs> what happened here, you are done. You hear me? Uh, hey, hey remember if uh, if it happens again, I'm always here to talk. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. nothing happened. Now let's never speak of this again. Uh, Frankie gives him a little wink, like yeah, nothing happened. Understood. Uh... <laughs> Uh, he sheathes his knife. <laughs> oh. Okay, so you guys make your way into the main hall. It's sort of this like, none of the rooms in this cave are that big, but this one has is definitely the biggest out of all of them. You can see as you guys walk in that there is another entrance that was sort of on the other way. That The same path you guys were throwing rocks down before. Um, looks to be sort of a very quick entrance into the main hall. You can see that there's a large table in the center, sort of like this rickety wooden table. Um, it's covered in empty wine glasses, empty plates. There's a bunch of junk everywhere, um, especially along the walls. But um, in the, at the head of this main table, Tordo is sitting there. There's, he's, he's this sort of like very fat, greasy knoll, um, and he's he's grassy knoll. Sorry, could it? Be? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not grassy though. There's no. a there's a shooter standing behind him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, at, he, he's at the head of this dinner table. There's like a, a staff in his lap, um, and a pile of junk and objects like right beside his chair. Um, that's sort of like there's like you can see some things glittering in it, but around his neck you can see sort of like a shimmer of uh, red. You know, for a moment there, folks, this is reminding me a lot of that uh, that local play, Aladdin, where we had to go to a cave and get one treasure but no other treasure. I also saw that play um, and a different one where I believe there was a, a single pomegranate seed was, was all that was taken. So even less than Aladdin. Uh, and it was still too much. So does that mean that we should just take as much as we can because something bad's going to happen regardless? I feel like as once you take one thing, you might as well. But I, I was going to say, I am the loud one with my chain mail. Perhaps some of our sneaky people could go in there, try to get the locket without being noticed, and slip out. Uh, hold on, you're talking about that play, uh, James and the Giant Goodberry? <laughs> uh, go on. <laughs> I just thought that's the play we were talking about. Is it a different play? Everybody, different minstrel? Everybody give me investigation checks. <laughs> Put an end to this goddamn babble. Uh, 13 for Frank. 11 for Anus. <clears throat> 5 for Rail. Uh, 8 for McGinty. Frank, you got 13? Oh, yeah. Frank, you have attended a lot of classes in your life. Uh, you're a learned man. You know how to read a room and how many people are in it, and you can tell... That Tordo is the only one in this room. Uh, folks, I think uh, we can just go in there, grab it, and go. It's an this is an all clear signal. I think we're solid. I'm pretty light on my feet. I could uh, I could try to go up there and snatch it off his neck. That sounds that sounds great. I I believe in you, and I think that you are the one who can bring us to victory. Thanks for the vote of confidence. <laughs> Here I go. All right. 
Um, so you've got the way this works here. You've got this chair. It's sort of in the center of the room at the head of the table. You guys are kind of um, back and to the left, LOL, uh, from it. So <laughs> grassy knoll callback. Uh, you're back oh, into the left I get of it. it. Thanks, Kevin. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I had to explain my assassination <laughs> joke. Um, but yes, so you're back into the left. Um, in between you and uh, and Torto in his chair is a pile of junk. So I'm going to get you to give me a stealth check uh, to get to the pile of junk, and then we get you another stealth check to get there. So please give me a stealth check. So I'm stealthing over to the pile, and then I have to like carefully find my footing around all of this junk. Exactly. Okay. All right. So First me- stealth check. Okay. Wish me luck. Good luck, okay. Ginty. Shh. Don't be stealthy. Uh, 22 on the first one. 22, you make it to the pile. He looks back, uh, gives Frank a pitcher's nod. Same gum. Am I the only one who doesn't have gum? What's going on? <laughs> All right, second stealth check. Folks, roll a three. For a ten. But that is a three. <laughs> ten. Barely. Uh, not a good roll. I'm rolling like trash today. Barely. You fucking skim by. You get it. He stirs a little and he adjusts himself. Um, right. Uh, he's doing that thing where like he's snoring out and like the locket is like going up with his breath <laughs> yeah. and then going back down. <laughs> <laughs> McGinty's going to feel around his own neck and he realizes that he's got his own locket on with a picture of Harriet inside. Oh. It's shaped like a little cake. He takes it off. I want to have to do this. All right. Uh, I'm going to try to sleight of hand swap the uh, sure. lockets. Absolutely. Go ahead. Oh. Oh, God. Ten. <laughs> I'm afraid ten does not work. Yeah. McGinty, you... God, you, five. You go to try and uh, do this. He... It's as... It, you you try to count, count like the... Yeah. You try to, like, time it. You time it exactly wrong. End up, like, touching him in the face <laughs> in a weird way. Uh, Torto gets up. I, like, poke him in the eye. He, like, jumps up, grabs his staff, is like, what the fuck? Who are you? And, uh, I go for another grab. I put my hand directly in his mouth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shit, no. Um, roll initiative. okay. No time to talk. Nat 20. Nine. 11. 14. Like, I have plus seven stealth. My stealth is really good. <laughs> um, Just, you gotta roll above a five. First off, <laughs> that is Anus. Okay, so Anus is gonna make his way in. He'd like to get close enough so that he can hopefully protect his companions if if the Knoll attacks again. Mm-hmm. Um, so close so that he's nearby um, to McGinty, and he will attack with his uh, scimitar again. For the sake of... Uh, the fact that I had to account for the fact that he could not see uh, the other combatants except for McGinty. I'm going to let everybody roll their attack rolls with advantage because I think the way that you would try to steal the necklace, you'd be in front of him, so his back is to you. So you're going to roll with advantage there, Anus. Okay. Great. (laughs) 
I wasn't amazing, but I got a 15. A 15. A 15 is just right. It hits. Okay, and my damage is 8. 8. Okay, next up, it's Tordo. So he took that blow to the back. He is hurting. He's like, What are you all doing here in my cave? Uh, we just want the locket. We were hired by a bunch of bandits. If you give us the locket, we'll be on our way. <laughs> uh, you see that the staff that he's holding glows green, and like this green ethereal blade sort of seems to come out of the end of it. He's clearly stolen this. Um, he is going to... Uh, the price a... tag's still on it. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to take an attack at uh, McGinty. Again, Noose is like, should I have negotiated with you before attacking him? <laughs> like I stabbed him, and then we're like, if you let us take the locket, we'll leave. He's not going to listen to you, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, never hurts to ask. <laughs> All right. Uh, McGinty, does an 11 hit you? It does not. It does not hit. Okay, so he's going to use his second attack to try Remember again. disadvantage with my shield. Oh, oh you're nice. doing protection again. All yes. right, yes. Okay, well, I'll roll that with disadvantage this time. And that is going to be a 15. It's a 15 hit. 15 does hit. Yeah, 15 no. hits. Oh, McGinty, as you're hit with this glaive, suddenly your vision goes black. Mm -mm. And you suddenly uh, can kind of try to open your eyes, and you're sitting at a, across an oak desk in a smoke-filled office. There's paperwork and files scattered around, and you can hear the odd cry coming from down the hall. A cigar burns in the ashtray, and this corpulent man sitting across from you, he's breathing heavily in his chair. So, I guess since you're the new inspector in town, your higher-ups have explained the arrangement. He slides a large sack of gold across the table and grabs his cigar. The light of the oil lamp on the desk bounces off of his balding head as he leans forward. His tiny eyes peek at you through round spectacles, and he licks his lips as he brings a cigar up for another puff. A young human child, no more than ten years old, creaks open the door and walks in. He's carrying a tray of food. He's covered in dirt, his clothes are torn, his matted black hair is a mess, he's very, very meek, and he's very weak. The boy places the tray carefully on the desk, and you can see that he's, he's shaking a little, trying really hard not to knock any of the scattered papers or debris off of the desk. And then this man blows a thick cloud of cigar smoke into the child's face, and he laughs, <laughs> straining all the buttons on his vest. Just before this kid lets go of the tray, he coughs, shakes the desk, knocks the oil lamp onto the floor, and shatters it. Damn it! The man grabs the child by the scruff of his shirt, smacks him hard across the face, says, look what you've done, get some water now, and like sort of essentially throws him out of the room. Small fires starting to crackle on the floor, dangerously close to some paper and some refuse scattered around. Kids, looks at you, he says. Well, go on. Motions to the gold indicates for you to leave and musters his way up as he prepares to stomp out some of the flame. The terms of the deal. Uh, could you refresh my memory one more time, please? He's trying to stomp out the flames. It's not really working entirely. He's like, terms of the deal. You guys don't have to inspect the place for health and safety. <laughs> and I just do what I want here, and you take the money. You're feeding these children, correct? You're making sure that they have a chance to go to a good home? <laughs> sure, check all the boxes you need. He's like sort of stomping around. 
Uh, let, let me help you with that. Uh, McGinty, uh, gets up. He ne goes next to him. He starts stomping out the flame. Oh. <laughs> um, he, uh, helps put it all out. Uh, he goes, thank you very much for the gold. Um, I do appreciate it. He goes to the door. Yes, I, I have a feeling, uh, people won't be inspecting this place. Uh, so, uh, count yourself lucky. And, uh, just as he's about to leave, um, he goes, um, and where, I'm sorry, whereabouts do you live again? In case I have any more further questions. Oh, well, as you know, the mailing address is on file, but, uh, here. And he hands you sort of a business card-like thing of his. It's sort of like a note. Uh, it's like with his letterhead on it. It just says, like, this is where he, this is it's his address. He's like, you can always find me there. I'm just down the street, really. Oh, fantastic. Good to know. Not that the, I will have any follow-up questions, but uh, I do appreciate this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, as you leave, uh, the door closes, and on the sign on the door, yeah, it, it reads, Mr. McGinty. Eight psychic damage. Uh, he also gets to make uh, a multi-attack, and uh, now that he's hit you, he's going to try and hit... A noose, because he is pissed at both of you. See here, a noose. I don't think this is going to hit. Does a nine hit? No, nope. didn't think so. Okay, uh, Frank, you're up. Frank is up. Uh, Frank sees what kind of took place there, and I think he probably pees us a little bit. Like <laughs> not. It's it. It's, 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 it's in, it's Had to bring carrying. it back. Uh, at, at his age, you know it happens. Uh, Frank kind of gets up there, uh, nervous-like, and he goes, Don't worry, buddy. I got your back. And he pulls out Scarlet, his nice little chain scythe. <laughs> and he just, like, spins it around over his head. And then, like, hucks it over with the intent to, like, wrap it around, uh, Toto? Tordo? Tordo. Tordo. Toro. Tordo. Tordo. Uh, he, he swings it around uh, Tordo to like kind of wrap it around him so that both the staff and him are like bunched together so okay. he can't do any of his uh, his black magic so to speak. Sure. I don't sure. think we're in Valanus anymore, Tordo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Frankie calls out, this one's for old Ginty. <laughs> and he gets a 10. No, a 10 does not hit. Um... So that just <laughs> Scarlet lands on the ground. Um, oh, Scarlet, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, Old McGinty, you're up. Oh, the name's McGinty, uh, Frank, but <laughs> I appreciate the attempt. Uh, I'm going to use bonus action to disengage so okay. I don't get an attack of opportunity. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to... Actually, before I do that, I'm going to try to use my action just to snatch the locket off his neck, just rip it off. That's going to be a sleight of hand check. Ugh. 14. <laughs> 14. Like 8, 5, 3, 8, 5. Oh, does not do it. No, so you try to grab day. it. doesn't work. You, you're running and hiding. Go. The clasp is so strong. <laughs> it is a uh, Yeah, that's my action. Clasp. I'm going to bonus action disengage and move. I can't hide because that's my bonus action. So I'm just going to move yeah. 30 feet away okay, towards sure. the exit. Sure thing. Okay, Rail, you're up. Okay, um, I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark because I'm going to try and get him as much as I can before he 
annihilates me. So, um... <laughs> now are you going to attack him? Yes, but with my longbow. Oh, this does, goes well. Damn it! <laughs> uh, I'm rolling garbage too. It's the two doo doo. Anyway, um, so then that would be a total of five. So nothing. It doesn't hit. It doesn't hit. No. Uh, so he's doing just fine. Anus, you're back up and running, my friend. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm out of magic, so I'm just gonna keep swinging my sword. Sure. I uh, got a natural one. <laughs> Anus, you, you, you whiff it real bad and like almost fall over. Um, wow, you guys are really looking pathetic. He's like, how did you break in here if you're so bad at this? Retired, okay. <laughs> I died. <laughs> Took well, a lot of courage and a little bit of pee. <laughs> <laughs> He swung. He swung the first time and missed because, as he said that, he he was too busy talking shit and missed his first attack at a noose. <laughs> but he's gonna try again here, trying to attack him with a staff. God damn it! And that's also gonna fucking miss. An eight doesn't hit you, does it? Nope. Okay, so he misses uh, twice. He's how like, did you I'm get in too. here? Yeah, <laughs> maybe I should ask you that question. <laughs> Frank, you're up. We all suck down here. <laughs> Bad version of Pennywise. <laughs> We're all terrible. Frank can feel the panic in his in his friend's mind. We're not doing too well. We're not doing too hot. Frank, uh, even though th th there's telepathy, Frank still says it verbally. Time to bust out the big guns. <laughs> What's People's a gun? gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bazooka Joe. Ah, <laughs> uh, it looks like Frank's kind of like pulling uh, into his uh, his cloth. And you hear him kind of muster some words about lard and pigs. And then all of a sudden, he just like litters the ground with grease. Magical grease. A ten foot square of grease around Tordo. <laughs> okay, so does he have to make a deck save right now? Yeah, he does. Alrighty, Rue. Tordo's gonna try and make a deck save. He just rolled a natural 20. Tordo does a backflip. He does a backflip. <laughs> Tor Tordo's like, you merely adopted the grease. I was born into it. <laughs> he, is, he is very he's greasy. A greasy he's a greasy He's greasy. Yeah, knoll. he's greasier than you'd ever imagine. Um, uh, so as a note- I think I saw that play, uh, Grease. <laughs> uh, that 10 foot square, if anyone ends their turn in that square, they have to make a deck save. Wonderful. Uh, continu continually. Right. Okay. Oh, we'll get to your up. Huh. I can't stand in the grease now, <laughs> but I want that locket. Uh, I'm going to just try. Man, McGinty's having such a rough day. I mean, you could try uh, to go I'm, for it because your deck is pretty I'm going to try to stealth. I'm going to try to, yeah, I'm going to try to get up there, avoid the grease, <laughs> and, and sleight of hand the locket again. Okay, sure. I'm just going to. I just don't want to fight this guy. We're in rough shape. I want to just grab it and book it. Sure. Here's what I'll say. Um, um, I'll, I'm will i going to get you to roll a stealth check against his perception. And if sure. you get that, then I'll let you roll the sleight of hand with advantage. Um, Sounds good. Okay. So I'll let you roll the stealth check. Uh, so you roll your stealth. I'll roll his perception. Okay. So, uh, Frank, if I end, it's only if I end my turn that I have to roll the... If you enter the square or end your turn, you have right. to uh, make it. So this is what's going to happen. McGinty's going to have to roll stealth check. Then he's going to have to roll to avoid falling. Then he's going to have to roll a sleight of hand. 
Uh, Frank Let's kind of uh, yells out, uh, use the grease to get it through. <laughs> I've played T-ball before. <laughs> All right, so I rolled a four for my stealth. Okay. So 11 stealth. So he rolled a 15 for his perception check. So he sees oh, you coming. So you're not going to be able to roll useless. an advantage on the sleight, sleight of hand. But you go ahead. I'm going to now grease. roll to not fall down. McGitty's going to eat so much shit on this turn. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a six. So, <laughs> so plus my athletics. This is, I haven't rolled over an eight all day. <laughs> I fall. I fall. What's the, what do I have to beat on the... Thir 13 for dex. Uh, don't make it. That's a nine total. I wipe out. I'm gonna. I can't make the sleight of hand now. Um, oh no! McGinty, McGinty not. is going to just go. God damn it! I am gonna bonus action disengage. I have no Slot. movement left. Can I have you no even do left. that if you're prone? No, I can't. So this is McGinty's turn. He he goes. All right, this is for all the marbles. He kisses the locket. This is for you, Harriet. <laughs> Immediately steps on a plate and, oh, my foot, god damn it, no. Hops around, gets his other foot stuck in a bucket. Which one is uh, the hops pee around foot? Some Which more. one's the pee foot? Uh, it's the one that's in the bucket now. Well, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, which was which was a spittoon for these guys. Right, of, of course uh, it was. And then he gets his head stuck in a turkey carcass uh, that was half finished. And then he wipes. He steps in the grease and he wipes out. He uh, he. This is he. Mr. Beans at this turn. And then he just goes. Nobody look at me. Nobody say anything. Shut up, Frank. Okay. Did you just pee a little? <laughs> it was there before. Want me a pee check? No, I'm just kidding. It's from the it's from the stream. Um, what a joke. Uh, all right, go ahead, Rael. It's up to you. All right, here we go. Second time. 18, uh, 23 to Tw hit. 23 does hit. You're shooting an arrow at him, right? <sighs> yes, definitely. Because yeah, okay. it's more damage. For seven, math. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> and then now a d6. Hold on. Oh, plus six, nine. So that was seven plus nine, 16 damage. 16 damage. Ooh, woof. I did something. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. Tordo's hurt. Um, okay. Uh, it's up to a noose again. Okay, so a noose is a noose is inspired by McGinty's resilience and determination to try, and 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 I think Anus uh, he wasn't allowed to socialize much, but he's a pretty tough guy. He's got some athletic ability. So what he's gonna try to do is grab the locket and strength check push push Tordo into the grease. So like as he slides oh, yeah. away, I pull the locket off. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, I'm attempting yeah. to do. I like cool. that. I'm gonna let you roll it with advantage because I like it. Uh, okay, I got a 16. Not he, amazing, but. He rolled a 20. So <laughs> he, God damn. he's grabbing at it as you're grabbing at it and he happens to clang onto it. Uh, he's still got it. Um, I'm gonna roll a luck check to see if the clasp broke during that, and if he's just holding onto it with his hands, or if it's or if it's still there. So, uh, full disclosure: anything more than a ten, uh, it has broken. Anything under a ten, uh, it stayed the same. Uh, he rolled an eight, so the clasp broke. Um, oh. So there we go. Uh, but he's holding it in his hands now by his chest as he falls 
sort of backwards. Um, okay, McGinty is on all fours behind him. Like that <laughs> you tabletopped him? <laughs> I did cannon sneak behind him and fall. That is so. that is fair. That is fair. Um, so, I'm going to tabletop him. Yeah, you tabletopped him. Uh, oh. He's fallen over. Uh, I'll just get close enough so that I can protect McGinty. Sure. Toro's going to use his uh, half his movement to get up, uh, and then he's going to kind of move himself out of the grease area. And um, and take a swing at a noose with his uh, with his little staff here. Um, let's see if this works. Does a twenty one hit? It does. Ooh wee! All Uh-oh. right, a noose. So bam, this staff hits you in the side of the head, and your eyes go black. Boom! Suddenly, uh, you open your eyes, and you're in a garden. You're, you know, a young boy, maybe maybe thirteen years old. Uh, in human years, so whatever that would be in half elf, <laughs> um, and you're you're sort of tending to a garden. There's all sorts of vegetables and herbs around. You're picking lavender and other herbs for tea. And there are not many dwellings nearby. You live on the outskirts of a village, so you're just sort of putting these herbs into a basket. And you look up from the garden and you see a young boy, roughly your age, and he's riding a horse. And this is really new to you. You don't usually see a lot of people your age, and you really don't see them acting independent like this. There's no adult with him, and he's whistling a tune. He just... Hello. Uh, hello. Um, oh, hi. My name hi. is Anus. Uh, I haven't seen you near here before. Are you just passing through? He uh, stops his horse and, and sort of uh, slides off of it, comes over. Oh, hi. Uh, yeah, no, I just live on the outskirts of town. My my name's Reggie. Oh, My friends well... call me Reg. <laughs> Uh, what's your name? My name is Anus. Oh, you, you said that. Sorry. It's just an unusual name, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Reg, could you keep your voice down a little bit? Uh, I'm happy to visit with you. It's just I'm typically not allowed this kind of thing. Uh, okay. Um, uh, I, uh, it's good to meet you. I mean, do you not go to the school or anything? Cause that's no, my... Mother teaches me everything that I need to know about the world and myself, and I have it pretty good here, as you can see. We've got a lush garden, and I'm just collecting some things for tea. Oh, that is really Maybe. nice. I, you know, I, uh, I really like vegetables, <laughs> and he, he sort of like looks like at the tomatoes that you guys have there, and he's like, "Oh wow, <laughs> uh, my, my, my dad's a cook. I hope one day to be a cook just like him." <laughs> oh wow, that's 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 so cool, Reg. Um. I I wonder if you might like to have a bit of the tea. It's it's homemade. You could try it. Oh, is it ready already? And he like looks at the ingredients that you have in your in your. Uh, um... Well, I've got a fire going. I just need to heat it up for a few minutes. But if you don't mind. Uh, and from inside, you hear like a loud screech that says, "Boy, the tea." Um, Reg, we better. Do a, a rain check on this. I appreciate you stopping by, and your horse is so beautiful. Thank you oh, for uh, talking okay. to I me. I mean, I could, I could come in if you want. Um, no, I, I think it's better that you go uh, quickly you if sure? you don't mind. Uh, yes, okay. get I, out of here. Uh, okay, uh, okay, all right. And he like gets on his horse, and he's kind of scared of you now, and he just sort of like taps it, and it, it starts trotting off away. That is going to be a uh, seven, seven damage. Oh. I am at one HP now. Sure thing. Wow. Now I know how Frank feels. 
<laughs> All the time. <laughs> um, next up, speaking of Frank, Frank is here. Oh, man, Frank, uh, Frank sees how that staff is hitting people in the head, and he can see how, how they react, and he's a bit scared of that. Of course, Luke, the player, really wants to see what would happen to Frank, but like, <laughs> he badly, his head first into the like, staff. Very badly. He headbutts it to try to get it out of his hands. <laughs> Quit um, metagaming yourself into death. <laughs> uh, Frank is also very inspired. He's seen what old McGinty's been trying, what Anus is trying. He's like, again, doesn't need to be out loud, but he says it out loud. I get it. <laughs> What, and get he, what? What is he talking about? Uh, and Frank casts uh, Chill Touch, and like out of the ether near the necklace, uh, a skeletal hand comes out. There it is. And he tries to damage, I guess, Tordo's hand to a point where he drops it. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, twenty-six oh. in total. Oh, oh thank God. God. Yeah. yeah. So Jesus, you, this the skeletal hand sort of like. Uh, can we say that it like like flicks his knuckle really hard? <laughs> oh yes, and to, and and to boot because uh, Frank thought ahead of time. He he runs in with his move action. He uh, he puts his knees first on the greasy floor, <laughs> slides underneath, catches the locket, and slides past it. All right, sure, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. That's badass. Um, so okay, he does this incredibly badass move, flicks his knuckle. Uh, Frank has the necklace. Torno's like, oh, oh, what the fuck is your problem? And he's like, he's like freaking out, flailing his hand back and forth. Um, don't you have to do a deck save since you just slid into the oil? You are 100% <laughs> correct. I have to do a deck save doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a good feeling about this. I yep, fucking hope you uh, fail. Let's... Uh, no, 14, baby. Frank survives his, his own grease. He knows his <laughs> grease well. Uh, is there damage with that, uh, chill touch? Uh, there is. Okay. Uh, do you want me to? Oh, I yeah. guess I'll roll it. Of course. Of course. There. Uh, six necrotic damage. Six necrotic damage. Okay. Sure thing. Also, uh, doubt it's going to happen, but he can't heal himself right now. Sure. Okay. Great. Um, Old McGinty, you're up. You got it? Oh, Frank! <laughs> I got, I'm, sorry, I'm just uh, I'm just thinking about how good that grease is, you know. It's, yeah, Frank, uh, the locket. I, I, I got the mark, as they say in the biz. What? What? What mark? What do you? Oh, the mark. <laughs> okay. Torto's like, my name's uh, Torto, <laughs> not Mark. Uh, <laughs> I swear you said Mark earlier when we woke you up. No. Um. Let's let's blow this joint. Old McGinty uh, gets up from the grease, and he goes, uh, just like T-ball, Frank, and he's gonna use uh, bonus action to dash thirty feet, uh, and then he's gonna use his movement uh, to go another thirty feet or fifteen feet because he stood up. So he's just gonna move forty-five feet. Sure. Uh, and then he's still got an action, so he's going to shoot. Oh shit! Uh, a crossbow bolt at. Tordor. Tordo. To, 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 <laughs> Trude, he's going to shoot a crossbow at Trudeau. Um, God damn it. Is, tru, is Trudeau... Tru, dang it. I hate this. Is Tordo, is Tordo prone? Uh, no, he's not. No, okay, he got up so on his then turn. Got up, yeah. I, don't get, I don't get disadvantage then. So it's just a regular attack from McGinty mm. at Tordo. 
Uh, there's a hit. 17 plus 5, 22. That hits. McGinty loads crossbow bolt, fires it. Is anyone uh, within five feet? Any allies? Um, uh, I think I am. Yep, yep. Anus is there. Beautiful. Little sneak attack. Hell yeah. Eight damage, plus three, plus sneak attack. One sneak attack, 12 damage. 12 damage, <laughs> boom. You fuck up Tordo mighty bad. He's hurt. He lets out a scream of pain. This crossbow bolt like hits him right square in the fucking neck. He's like, God damn it. And um, all right, next up is uh, Rail. How's he looking? Pretty bad. Nice. All right, yeah. I'm going to shoot him again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a roll. All right. Uh, damn it. Uh, 11. Uh, 11. Uh, no, that does not hit. All right, cool. Um, so. All right, you're on your own. <laughs> Anus, Good what luck. do you do? Yeah, I guess, I'll, I guess I'll, I would like to attack him in such a way, again, that I push him across the grease pile. Like, I want him to be far away so we can escape. Because right now he's so close to me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's give you uh, an opposed strength check then. Um, uh, 15. 16. He barely hit ah. you. He holds his ground. You sh go to shove him. Uh, okay, do you want to use your movement or anything? Or are you going to still you gonna uh, stay there? Yeah, I think I have, I'm so weak. I think a noose is going to uh, he'll he'll sort of give him a look and say, um, still in his kind of trauma mindset, um, you can't come over for tea, and he'll just turn around and <laughs> run towards the door. Torto is incredibly confused, but he does get an opportunity attack because you did that. Let's see what happens. A 23 does Ooh. hit, right? Oh, God. I know that you're at 1 HP, so we'll just see what he rolls here. It's 8 damage. Okay. So he smokes you again with the staff. Uh, you replay the vision again in your head of this little boy. <laughs> I already saw this one. <laughs> uh, <a> rerun. <laughs> it's his turn. Uh, Torto is going to, instead of attacking, and instead of running after you, he's going to grab Anus's body and hold it up and put his staff to the to the neck of it and say, "Give me back that locket, or this guy gets it." Oh boy, you, you drive a hard bargain, Tordo. Canonically, you guys should just leave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Tordo, is uh, is it is it okay if I cast one spell before you do that? <laughs> what are you talking about? Give me the fucking locket. Frank is gonna try to tell a story to Tordo, and as he's telling the story, historically, he's gonna sneak in his words. To try to make him fall asleep. Ah. I am gonna say that Tordo used his action to grab a noose and hold him up. And I'm gonna say that uh, because a noose is a big boy and he's heavy, and that's why. And I'm gonna say that he used his movement to walk halfway across the hall to you. Um, so he's meeting you halfway. So you can walk towards him, uh, and so that would technically be the end of his turn. So you can walk towards him and cast sleep if you'd like. Uh, Frank kind of looks up at the at the heavens through the cave and gives a little pitcher's nod to the good graces of gods. 
and goes, Arturo here, <laughs> let me tell you a thing or two about preparing a meal. I've, <laughs> I, I, I can smell the salt and pepper on your, on your chicken that you've been eating. It's, it's undercooked. The flavor is bland and the trick to it all is, and as he's telling the story, he's going to try to cast, oh, sleep. I don't have to uh, roll for attack. Uh, he's gonna cast sleep on Tordo, mm -hmm. so I'm gonna roll for. So I need, I need to roll more HP than he has right now. That's right. So I'm ho I'm hoping that it's. I'm low. gonna let the room know that Tordo is sitting at seven HP right now. Oh my god, I, I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. Honestly, I think yeah. it's impossible. How many for dice you are you rolling? It. Yeah. It five D eight. Oh, so it is possible <laughs> for you to not do it. Okay, let's see what I, happens. Don't underestimate us. We can fuck this up. <laughs> Okay, 13, which is way lower than it should have been. <laughs> that is pretty fucking bad, but it works. Tordo falls asleep, uh, drops a noose, <laughs> um, and, uh, and hits the ground. Um, old McGinty, it's your turn. Uh, McGinty is going to um, walk up to Frank and go, uh, can I have the... I'll take the locket, if you're okay with that. Uh, and Frank kind of looks him up and down. And then in that kind of like grandparent gesture, he puts the locket in his hand and tries to handshake with old McGinty and leave him the locket while they're shaking hands. Yeah, I, I saw you put it in your hand before <laughs> you did that. Um, we, we can do this. We can do it this way if and, we want. And we are. <laughs> I, okay okay I, great okay oh what's this oh a locket <laughs> hey, sh sh <laughs> i thought don't let the other ones find out it's supposed to be a secret uh mcginty's gonna look at the exit and then look back at um tordo mm. and he's gonna walk over to tordo on the ground and he's gonna take out his baker's knife and he's gonna say no loose ends and he's going to slash us through. Holy shit. All right. So, Toro. Thank you. Somebody who gets it. Toro is fucking dead. That is it. Um, Do you want me to roll? No, I don't. He's asleep. You're slashing his throat. Yeah. He's dead. Um, um, with ex with expert precision. Ruthless. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was going to. McGinty gets up. He brushes it off. Uh, some of the blood gets on his shoe. Sure. Sure. Covering the pee stain. Yeah. Um, there you go. And do, he goes. Um, do any of you guys before before you say anything, McGinty? Do any of you guys want to look around this room and grab anything? Yes. Well, sorry, am I alive or asleep or where? What's my stat? Uh, oh, you're unconscious, right? Yeah. I'm still unconscious yeah. even after battles. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we have to stabilize you yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after all I did for you. <laughs> I'll I volunteer to carry a noose bag because he uh, revived me. But if either of you whisper a word to him about what I did, you'll be the same fate as Totoro, Toto, Toto, Tito, Trodo, whatever the hell his our name neighbor, was. Our neighbor, our neighbor, Toto. <laughs> My neighbor, Toto. He lives lives near town. Okay. So you just roll a uh, a medicine check. Um, the DC, just so that you know, is ten. Ten. Okay. We got this, guys. That's a two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, it doesn't work. Um, so, a noose. Make a death saving throw, because you're next. Natural one. So that's two. Oh. 
Holy yeah. shit. Holy shit. Okay. I had a good run, you guys. Oh, my God. Frank, you're up. Oh. You I'm a doctor that kind of specializes in uh, what happens next, really. But I'll do my best. <laughs> Eleven... <laughs> oh my god! He brings, Yay. he stabilizes the news, he doesn't die. Um, Rail, okay. when you went to do it, you dropped him. <laughs> he hit his head real bad, and then he rolled it. So now he's okay. What do you guys do? Uh, let's look around for, look around let's now, look around yeah. for treasures. Sure. I'll have you give me an investigation check, please. Seven for Frank. Ten for Rail. Fourteen for McGinty. McGinty, you rolled a fourteen with a fourteen. You stick your hand into that pile of junk you you passed by on your way to try and steal the chain originally, and you find um, another necklace. It looks like a standard piece of like chain link, but it's much much thinner, obviously like necklace size, and it's made of silver. And there's a tiny padlock that hangs on it, like a pendant, on which is engraved, "Speak and rhyme around this chain. In due time, you will regain." And you've got yourself a chain of regain. It operates like this. Uh, as a bonus action, any of you uh, must, you can use this, and when you choose to use it, you must speak a rhyming couplet, and then you can use uh, use it like a healing surge, which is sort of a, a PHB mechanic. Uh, but essentially, you can spend uh, up to half of your hit dice and gain regain that HP, uh, plus your constitution modifier. So... Um, Essentially, it's a way for you guys to kind of like heal during combat. You can look, you, you can look at this thing and recite a rhyme. And if you if you get a rhyming couplet uh, that I like, which I will probably be all of them, um, then you get you get some. Oh, HP don't back. count, don't <laughs> count me out. <laughs> it does have to rhyme though; otherwise, it doesn't uh, it doesn't unlock and give you that HP. Um, Did you say how many times per day or per rest? The character cannot reuse this again until they finish a short or long rest. Um, under under this rule, yeah, you regain all your spent hit dice at the end of a long rest. So with a short rest, you regain hit dice equal to right. your level. All right. So you find this locket. There's nothing else in here. It's a bunch of trash. What do you guys do? What you guys about head the out? staff? Oh, what yeah. about the staff? So the Frankie's staff is, going for that staff. You can look at the staff. You can pick it up if you'd like. It's, it's, it's not glowing green anymore. You get the sense. Um, it's, does somebody want to roll me an Arcana check? Frankie does. Oh, never mind. Frankie does, but he's not as good at it either. An eight. Eight. Uh, I've I've got Arcana. Natural twenty as well, so twenty-two. Ooh, nice. Sure. So when you slit the neck of Torto, you saw the green energy sort of like zip out the same way. You realize that what was making this staff powerful had something to do with his life force. It might have been that somebody cursed him when he took it. It's not really sure what's going on, but uh, it's a regular staff. Pipes in. Uh, I think it's to our benefit if we take this staff. Sure. Uh, kind of like a head on a pike, it will be a symbol to the other gnolls of uh, how cool we are. <laughs> you just need it to cool walk. Job. Don't lie, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Frank just needs it as a cane. <laughs> oh, that old man is so cool. Wow. <laughs> he killed a dragon with his walker. All right, perfect. What do you guys want to do? Uh, is there any kind of like tennis ball around that Frank can slit and put underneath the staff? 
You know, so it has a good, so it has, a, has a good balance to it. Absolutely, yes. I don't want to mark up One, the floors. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a tennis ball. Um, it's a tee ball. Yeah, it's a t- absolutely. Of course, it's a tee ball. Um, and so you guys are gonna head back to the hideout, I assume. Yeah, might as well. You gotta return, right? Otherwise, they're gonna kill us, guys. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. we can find oh, someone yeah. to uh, heal up our, our big hopefully armor boy. Let him let us rest a little bit. <laughs> uh, why don't you use this locket, uh, Anus? I'm unconscious. Can I say a couplet while I'm asleep? Um, I got some. I got some good berry tarts at my bakery, so we can we can heal them up there. Okay, so we'll say that you guys make your way towards the hideout. You pass through the saucy tart, grab a good berry tart, stick it in Anus's mouth. You bring him up to one HP. <laughs> um, Anus, do you want <sighs> to try and recite a <sighs> <rhyming> <sighs> couplet? Uh. I'll, I'll, yeah. They yeah. Exp- That'll so be they, two gold it, for the Tarda noose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jeez. Uh, uh, okay, I got, I got six. So I'll, that's a uh, third of kidding. my money. Just kidding. Oh, okay. a little old man humor. <laughs> that's that's funny. <laughs> just one gold. It's just one gold. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, then, then down to five. Here you go. Uh, and my my uh, my couplet is, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Uh, I'm glad that stream wasn't filled with poo. <laughs> I almost hated you go that back enough unconscious. to not allow it. Yeah, you die again. Um, no, uh, that works. Uh, so go ahead and roll yourself uh, half your hit dice and um, get your HP back. Get that much HP back. Okay, so, so sorry. I have two hit dice. That's a D10, so I just roll one. One D10, yeah. I got a 10 plus 2. I'm at 13. Holy cannoli. S- sorry, uh, old McGinty there. Uh, can I buy one of those uh, healthy tarts you got going on? Yeah. Yeah, of course. For you, friend, one gold. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't want to give your, your old pal uh, an old discount? All right, all right. I'll give you a dozen for 10 gold. <laughs> well, this is going on. Cannot. Rail, try to steal some. Oh boy, that's <laughs> steal some tarts. Give me a sleight of hand check. The sun is starting to peek <laughs> over the edge of the uh, uh, edge of the thing. Just yeah, so I'm going to be rolling a perception <laughs> check for this uh, with advantage because I expect people to do this in my shop. Sure. Um. Okay. This is how the episode ends. I got a six. <laughs> I got a twenty for perception. <laughs> I slap your hand away. Nice try. Nice I, try, Rail. I yeah. as. Uh, Harriet comes up from the back. She's like, don't you need to be hurrying up? I feel like it's really important that you guys get there on time because I'm pretty sure you told me they were going to kill someone yesterday. Oh, yeah, that's (gasps) right. Uh, Sputnik? Is that who it was? I don't remember. Harriet goes back to the back of the shop. (laughs) I think Mutton? Somebody named Mutton? All I remember is that uh, something about you can't do something without a heartbeat. So you guys I go say back we, to the... we rush back. <laughs> now that I'm awake and, and rhyming with the best of them, I say we rush back and, and provide these good scimitar, generous men with the locket they Thank asked for. God. Okay. You walk back into the hideout. You get there. Um, as you guys arrive, uh, you, you walk in. You can hear boisterous noise. Um, you see the bandits have been like fitting out this new space as their own. They've taken over Lorenzo's hideout. There's loud singing and drinking. They're setting things up. Um, 
Sputton is drinking at a table with them, singing loudly. He's like, and when the bugbear's drunk, the drink, the dragon comes around. And they're all like singing along. Uh, Alador's guards bring you in and greet you. Yeah, you hear loud cheers off to the side as a small fighting pit has broken out for sport inside of like that that under area where they had the crystal before. Um, you, you, you're brought in front of Alador. He sits in this throne-like chair. He's got one leg over the armrest. He yells, friends, with excitement, raises his glass. Have you procured the necklace? Ginty holds it up. Yeah, uh, this one? Right Amazing. Here. Picture Amazing. of your brother. Picture of your brother inside, just like I said. <laughs> have you guys opened the necklace? No. No, you haven't opened. Well, it. McGinty okay. would have on the way back nope. for sure. So first off, when you look at the locket, normally where it would have like a circle where the string would kind of like go through, or the or the or the necklace would go through. Um, in, instead of having like a regular circle there, it's got like this design of a tail almost. And if you open it, you can see a picture of a golden-haired elven woman with these piercing eyes and slender features. And on the uh, that, and that's on like the main face of the locket that you would open. On the other side, there's a, a, a picture of who is clearly a younger version of Alador in there. He's got less scars. Uh, there's there's less wear on his face, but uh, it's clearly him. Yeah, picture of your brother in here. I assume <laughs> because I didn't open it. Oh. <laughs> Would never do that to a man's personal property. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for not opening it. I uh, I, I hope <laughs> that uh, you have respected my privacy. You know, um, we are celebrating. You can see we are celebrating and we have not stolen this place. We got a, a letter here from Lorenzo. He lives. Celebrate, my friend. Celebrate. He points towards like a... a They've set up like a makeshift bar. Uh, this guy's like bartending around some crates. He pulls a letter from inside his cloak. Uh, inside the letter, there's like a, uh, it's all red. There's a white dot in the center. He unfolds it and reads, I am alive. I will return. Hold steady. This is from Lorenzo. He is alive. Our comrade is alive. And uh, um, you see, you know, everybody's cheering. Everybody's happy. Um, he, he like, snaps for one of his his uh, bandit guards to like go and grab the locket. The guy comes over to you and holds his hand out. Yeah, and Linginchi drops it in his palm. Perfect. Well, shouldn't we make sure that Sputton is alive and well first? Sputton, yes, of course. He like, like puts his hand over to Sputton. Uh, Sputton's there, he's like, hello my friends, how are y'all doing? And he's getting along totally well with these guys. They are partying it up. Uh, you guys, <laughs> Wait. everybody roll me a perception check. There we go. Natural 20. Natural 20. <laughs> Natural 12. <laughs> 15. 15. Okay. Uh, you guys all started to, have started to realize, I don't think Sputton was ever actually captured by these guys. I think he might be hanging out with them. Like, he might be one of the bandits. Um, and, and I think with, with McGinty and, uh, and with Anus, you guys realize that these guys all have, like, a very similar scar pattern on their left hand. And so does Sputton. He has the same kind of scar pattern from a burn on his left hand. Um, they, they, mm. They're drinking, they're reveling. Alador snaps his fingers again, and a chalice is brought to him. It almost looks like red wine, but it sort of sizzles with these silver sparkles and bubbles. He looks at you and says, this is nostalgia. It takes you back. He sips it, and for a brief moment, he, he seems to like sink into his chair further. His eyes seem to glaze over slightly before returning to normal. Uh, and he offers it to you guys. He's like, have a sip, try it. Uh, I've had enough visits with my past for the day. Thank you, though. Fair enough. How about you? 
Oh boy, I'm pretty, pretty happy with the life I've lived, surely. Ah, uh, this is nothing but happy dreams. And Frank just <laughs> grabs the goblet and just gobbles it down. Sure. Frank, your vision goes black. You open your eyes and you're in a lavatory. Sitting on the oh, floor. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it happened again. <laughs> You're sitting this on whole the floor. campaign was in Frank's head yeah. in a laboratory. <laughs> None of us are real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're sitting on the floor. You're drying off books, and you're younger. The spell book you're drying off has the Faust Academy of Necromancy and Dark Stuff engraved on the cover. Over the sink, to your right, uh, another man, another young man is splashing his face with water, seems to be splashing water on his hair and his clothes. He's trying to like kind of clearly like clean himself off. He's wearing a light blue shirt with a black blazer and black vest. He's breathing heavily. <sighs> well, at least they left my books alone this time, he says as he turns to you. This is Udrum. It's your second year at the Academy. He says, that Daryl really has a handle on those corpses, eh? Yeah, Daryl's uh, that was a mighty fine uh, corpse molder, if you will. I don't know that uh, I'd be giving man. him compliments, Frank. The guy just took a corpse, mold, brought it to life, and then made it give us friggin' swirlies, dude. Yeah, but did you see that like <sighs> control over that thing? He made it pick out our our underpants and put it over our head. That is control over the dead, if I've ever seen it. I understand that it's impressive. The thing is, the teachers all just like sit by while it happens, like it's totally fine, and it's not fine. I'm not supposed to be washing like pee water out of my clothes. Something you'd obviously know nothing about. You're talking got us in here in the first place. I mean, I can't believe that you decided to say, oh, wow, you're so impressive, as he was molding that corpse together. You just asked for it. Have you ever thought that maybe sometimes you can't talk your way out of stuff? Sometimes you can't talk your way out of stuff, and that stuff has consequences. I don't even know why we hang out, man. And he, like, storms out of the bathroom and leaves. Udrum, uh, uh, wait. You snap your, your eyes awake. Uh, you're, you're still there. You're still drinking. Um, the chalice is being passed around. It comes around to you, Rael. Do you want to drink from it? Uh... Rael slowly takes the cup, looks at the liquid contents, takes a deep breath, dreading what she might see, but takes a small sip anyway. Okay. Um, everything fades to black. And the, you open your eyes, and it's not that much brighter. At first, it feels really humid in the air, and the depths of the underdark feel welcoming and warm. The cobwebs that dot the wall seem like blankets almost. You can hear like light rumbles in the ground as you make your way home. You're a young drow. You've just finished scout training all day. You had been resistant to go to this training at first, but your parents kept pushing you to go. And so today marks the end of your stealth lessons. And you decide to surprise your parents by sneaking into the house. <laughs> you see a flicker of blue light coming through the window of your dome-shaped dwelling. And the doors open a little crack. There's some noise coming from inside. Feels like they're having a discussion. So you realize this will probably help you surprise them. What do you want to do? Well, let's put these things into practice. I'm going to scare mommy and daddy. Sure, sure. Give me a <laughs> stealth check. It's going to be raw. No, uh, no, because you're you're young here. Mm -hmm. Just give me a 20. Roll a d20. Okay. 17. 17. You sneak in. You go in through the window. 
I land silently. There's no one in like the center room, which is kind of where you are right now, sort of the living space. Mm -hmm. uh, you tuck yourself underneath the, the what would be the form of like a couch. <laughs> um, you, you're underneath the couch and uh, kind of getting ready to surprise them. You can hear sort of the noises as they're talking and they're sort of moving their way towards the living room. You hear your mother's voice. She's a little distressed. She's concerned. Dorian, I just don't understand why you have to be the one who has to fight back. Why is this all on your shoulders? Why do they need you for the revolution? Your father, Dorian Nilo, walks into the room. He's tall. He's got these sharp, dark features. A thin beard lines his chin. He has these faded black tattoos up his dark blue arms, showcasing his battle prowess. He stands over the cabinet across from where you're, like, hiding underneath, and he begins pouring himself a drink. He's got this stern voice. Serena, we've talked about this time and time again. His voice shifts to a whisper. I am the closest to her. If the rebels want to take her down, this is the best shot we've got. So it has to be you, Serena says as she walks into the room. She's shorter than Dorian. She, though she's still very tall, she looks quite a bit like you. Her dark hair is wild. Her features have more of a kindness than the traditional kind of sharp features of the drow. It has to be me, he says. Now please stop talking so loudly about this. Rail should be home any minute. I'm counting on it. As your mother says this, the top of her head seems to open as if it was split in half from the inside. Suddenly her entire body peels away and almost flips inside out in this grotesque manner as she transforms. You see these eight huge, sharp arachnid legs spring out from the center and plant themselves on the ground as a large bulbous abdomen pushes out. You see where a spider's head would normally be on this body is an entire elven woman's body from the torso up. Her veins pulse with this blue energy across her white faded skin. Her piercing eyes are almost completely black. Her hair is a long shock of white. You know that this is Loth, the goddess of the Underdark. Your father is shocked. He turns to face her. He reaches for the dagger in his belt. In a flash, she skitters towards him, pins him against the cabinet with her arachnid legs, uses her humanoid arm to take the dagger out of his belt and throw it to the floor. It lands between you and the altercation. Loth slides an arachnid limb down his face and down his neck, drawing blood a little bit, saying, You were supposed to lead, you know. And then he says to her, The death and destruction you seek to bring to the surface world is not something I would ever be in charge of. He grunts, suddenly frees one of his arms, brings it down hard on one of her legs at, 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 right that's right at his neck, and cracks the tip of it. She shrieks flings him across the room. He bounces hard off the edge of the stone fire pit, rolling right through the blue fire, landing on his back and rolls to his stomach, heavily injured. As he lands, his head rolls to the side and your eyes meet. Rail, he says under his breath. Daddy, what do I do? It's gonna be okay. Blood's running down his face. It's gonna be okay. You hear a loud crack as one of her legs pierces through his back. He lets out a scream in agony as Lil throws him against the wall and pins him there. You see she starts to spin a web and bind him to the wall. He's unable to move, gasping for air. Uh, panicking, um, is, did you say a, a dagger dropped to the floor somewhere? Okay, mm -hmm. yes. I'm gonna grab a, the dagger and then try to stealth back out the window. Oh, sure. While she's binding, and yeah, while she's binding my father. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, the thing you'll know, because Loth is trying to build a web in here and like mm -hmm. bind him up, She's moving all around the room right now. So she's skittering around. Um, you can give me a stealth check. Uh, you're going to roll it against her perception. Um, and your stealth is still not at any pluses because mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're base right now. I'm wee. 
You're we. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to try and sneak away anyway. Sure. Go ahead. 19. 19. Okay. Yeah. No, that did not work. <laughs> I'm sorry. She has a huge, she has a big plus to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She rolled 20. Um, but she's actually really close. So it was like, she only rolled a 12. But yeah. Uh, but she sees you. And she comes after you, uh, grabs you with her with her arms, and throws you towards the fire. Says, I thought I wouldn't see you today. <laughs> you almost got away from me. And she takes you and slowly starts to push your head towards the flames, burning the left side of your face. As this altercation is happening, before she can do anything else uh, to you, an, uh, you start to hear like a huge rumble. Um, you look over at your father, uh, you see the blood is seeping through the webbing. He's absolutely dead. There's mm-hmm. no there's no way he survived this. But what you're experiencing right now is something that's not common in the Underdark, but something that you would know to be true uh, that occurs. It's an underquake. And uh, rocks start rumbling everywhere. Uh, a boulder breaks the top of the roof of the place that you're in. Um, and you scamper out uh, quickly in the chaos before she can even get to you. Oh, thank God. You open your eyes again, you're back at the party. <laughs> <laughs> Having a Frank good old goes time. Up, oh, that, that's, a, that's a good old drink. What do you think, Rael? Should we have another? <laughs> I just shudder and one single tear goes down my cheek and I'm like, I need a beer! And go away. Walked in the other direction. Go sit down with Sput- Sputnik. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> this party is going on wild despite the fact that you've some of you have had traumatic memories hit you. Um, this, is, uh, this is a good time for everybody. Uh, they start chanting, you know, we are bandits. We are warriors. We are alive. And and Castros looks at you and goes, this is a party. You are now our friends and you're not leaving until I say so. Um, so he, he sort of grabs McGinty and gives him a big hug and says, you got me my necklace and for that you will be in my favor. Um, but the rest of you still need to impress me. And he like points at the fighting pit. He's like, someone can go try to fight there. Now, um, I'm going to zoom up for a second and say that uh, it's do- it's not a standard battle, just so that you know. So you wouldn't be losing HP, necessarily, if you ended up in the fighting pit. Um, he says, you guys, so someone can go fight in the fighting pit. Um, I want to hear a drinking song. I want to see who can shoot these bottles. Who is going to impress me? So there's different things going on in this party. There's a drinking song going on. Um, there's an accuracy sort of thing where people are essentially trying to play darts, but they're shooting arrows at bottles. And uh, there's a fighting pit. Well, I think I should probably go to the fighting pit. Uh, I, I've got a lot of anger that I need to vent, and it seems like a safe way to do that. <laughs> Alador sort of like pats your chest and uh, and says like, "I like you. I like the spirit of this man. Head on in there." And he sort of just like throws you into the fighting pit. When you get into the fighting pit, uh, you'll see that there is. Um, there is a, a couple of different people who are fighting, but in the main part of the fighting pit is this very drunk ogre. Uh, he, he, his name is Capo. He's huge. He's way bigger than everybody else, but they're all still partying and drinking. Um, what do the rest of you do? Can I go shoot some things, please? <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. He, he's like, Hello, Rail just or- sidled right up out of nowhere. It's just like, <laughs> I would need to go shoot some things, please. Oh, good God. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, you can do that. Please head over to my friend over there. And he points you towards like the side of the bar. Uh, behind the bar, they're sort of shooting the empties off with an arrow and doing like uh, something like that. She leaves uh, not making eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> you, my friend, 
Are you a big drinker? And he like sort of grabs <laughs> grabs Frank by the shoulders. Well, uh, I don't want to brag, but back in my day, I would uh, drink at least once a week. <laughs> sure thing. Uh, <laughs> he's like, okay, not that much, but uh, fair enough. And sort of like pushes you towards the table where Sputton is. Um, so the way this is going to work, there's sort of different mini games I have built out here. McGinty, uh, you can choose to offer some help to one of your friends. Who is it that you want to help? Okay, so Riel is shooting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? And uh, Frank is doing a drinking contest? That's right. I feel like Frank is going to be doing some kind of singing game in there, which... Karaoke? Frank... <laughs> I, I thought it was some kind of, like... It's a drinking song dirt. game. Yes. Okay. Frank's going to do wagon karaoke. We're going to sing wagon wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like shooting is kind of McGinty's jam too, so I'll probably feel natural to help Rael. Sounds great. Sounds great. Okay, so we're going to cut over to a noose in the fighting pit. The way that this fighting pit stuff works is really interesting. So uh, I got this from Cobalt Press. I love it. Um, essentially, uh, the way it works is that uh, each match is five rounds. Contestants choose either strength, which is athletics, or dex, which would be acrobatics, as your fighting style. Then they roll against each other, and the winner wins the round. If you get a critical hit, or you beat the other person's roll by more than five points, it's a possible knockout, and the loser would have to make a con roll to avoid being rendered unconscious uh, with a DC 15. Between rounds, uh, you can choose to make a charisma or dex uh, roll to try and gain an advantage in the next round, which would either like you know frighten or anger your opponent, or you know you slip a rock into your glove or something like that. Um, and, and they could you know they would have to. You could even make a charisma roll if you wanted to get like, the crowd on your side, get boost of confidence, something like that. So this is how this is going to work. Um, you essentially, the first guy comes out. Uh, he he's like a regular bandit. He's just like ready to go. He's all oiled up and he's like. Let's do this, and he's ready to fight. Um, Thomas, are you gonna use your strength or your dex? Strength. Strength, I figured as much. Okay, so (laughs) roll yourself a d20, and we're gonna see who wins the first round. 19. Okay, you absolutely beat this guy. He rolled like a five, and his his thing is not that. (laughs) His strength is a plus zero. So uh, you win that round by a huge amount. Uh, and he's going to have to roll a con save to see if he gets knocked out. <laughs> um, it's a DC 15. He d- What's his con? Plus one? You knock him out in the first roll. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to I me think... how you knock this guy out. <laughs> I think Anus comes up and is sort of like, he's just trying to shake his hand at the start of the fight. He isn't even aware that it's begun yet. But as he like shakes him, he's he's so light that he swings him over behind and like suplexes him into the ground. And the crowd goes fucking wild. They're like, yeah, yeah." they're like like losing their minds. Holy shit, holy shit. (laughs) Okay, we are gonna cut over to Frank at the drinking table. Frank, uh, you're sitting there, Sputton's sitting there, and there's a drinking song going on. The way that this works, the mechanics are super similar to the fighting pit, actually. Um, the difference is that you're fighting for control of the drinking song. Who's leading the charge? Right now, Sputton is running the show. Everyone loves Sputton, and you want to be that guy. So, um, you're going to roll the same thing, but they're going to be performance checks against Sputton's performance. Sweet. Yep. Ooh. Oh no. 
Uh, total of five for Frank. Sputton got a ten, so Sputton's gonna take that round. It's five or more. Uh, you're gonna have to see if Frank's confidence can't keep up and if he decides to bow out this time. Oh. Oh, see, Frank was hoping just to start singing along with some, uh... <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, Frankie. Uh, Frank tries to, like, take back the room. He kind of raises his mug. And somehow, when he raises that mug, he slips out of his chair and spills it all over himself. With the natural one that he rolled, he <laughs> is, like, covered in alcohol. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, so there's that, there's that round. Uh, there's that round done. Um, <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. You lost right away. Okay, so the next tricky song will start up in a bit. Um, we cut over to the, um, the the arrow area of the hideout. Uh, they've got these glass bottles sitting up there. But uh, the way this one works is a little different than those other ones. Um, I'm going to get you to shoot arrows at the empty bottles. Uh, trying to break three in a row, you're going to just roll uh, dex checks to do that. And um, the, there's like sort of a... a alternating DC, someone else, uh, an archer uh, who's near who's near you, another bandit who's an archer, is going to be trying to uh, beat you, and it's the first person to break three bottles. Okay? Okay. Um, the way this is going to work is that, uh, McGinty, you're there. McGinty, I'm going to get you to roll uh, a, um, I guess, a charisma check. Uh, so oh, let's, say, let's say a performance check, because you're trying to give, give her help, right? Uh, sure. So charisma. So maybe I'm giving her like some pointers, yeah. some advice. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna want to square your shoulders, and uh, gonna want to keep one eye. C Never mind. Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna want to keep. You're gonna want to keep. Uh, you're gonna want to keep one eye closed. Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Riel. I forgot. With a oh, natural one. That's very insensitive. <laughs> with very insensitive of me. You're offended by his eye comment. I insult her. Um, with a natural one, you are rolling this with disadvantage. Oh my god! He's giving you bad and bad help. Oh. I normally wasn't gonna do that, but I... yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Eight. Eight. All right. Let's see what this guy gets here. So, I can't believe you talked about my eye. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> eight? So eight does I break I was looking it. at you, the other half of your face. <laughs> you you did break yours for eight, so that's fine. Um, this guy got a 13, so he breaks his too. So boom, boom, they're both broken. The first bottles are broken. We're going to cut back to the fighting pit. Anus, uh, your next opponent steps out. Uh, it's a slightly bigger bandit here. It's uh, he, He's ready to rock. I extend my hand for a handshake, and I get a... Dirty 20. Oh my god. Okay. Well, this guy only got an 11. His strength is a plus 2, so that's a 13. Uh, so you you win. Um, you, you, you extend your hand for a handshake. Your grip is just stronger than his, and he kind of like flinches underneath it a little. But um, this could knock him out because you beat him by more than 5. <laughs> so I guess this. he has to roll a fucking con save. <laughs> uh, god damn it. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Anus just beat another guy with a fucking <laughs> handshake. This is insane. This this time like Anus, just as he's about to take my hand, I pull it back to smooth my hair out and he falls on his face and hits like a rock. <laughs> yeah. He's honestly bleeding out and they're a little scared. Too they take him to the slow. <laughs> the crowd goes wild again. 
They don't know what the hell's going on. Back over to Frank. The next song has started. Frank, do you think you're going to be able to do it this time? Let's see. Sputton is leading the charge here again. He's still got it going on. Um, give me uh, a... Uh, Frank's going to kind of lean into Sputton real quiet. Like, like uh, remember, we, uh, we saved your daughter. So don't make me look too bad, huh? I don't have a fucking daughter. <laughs> what are you talking about, you idiot? I think I'm confusing you with someone completely different. My apologies, Frank. <laughs> Go ahead and roll your performance check. So funny. Oh, no. The 13 uh, for Frank. He can hold his beer uh, without spilling it this time. That is good. He only beat you by one this time. So Jesus Christ. It's, it's, it, yeah, he, so that means you're going on to the next round. So roll off again here. Uh-oh, he got a 17. Critical 20. Hey, with a dead. I, I kill him. Frank you kills do. him. You do. You <laughs> sing so beautifully, Frank. It, the, the tones that are coming from your voice are some... I don't know what it was about uh, the, the mix-up that like sort of jarred something in your head, but now you, you have the voice of an angel, and so everybody is gathering around you. They're so happy. Sputton is giving up. He's like, I'm done. Fuck this. And he should have like had, had a daughter, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the noise of the bar is still like going crazy. Everything's going wild. Uh, we cut over to the shooting. Uh, McGinty, are you going to try and give her an elf action again? Yeah, I feel like I need to make up for that last comment. Sure. Is my me. eye really that bad? Like, is it? Can you see the burn? I'm trying to. Like, is, is it okay? No, like, no I, it's, it's just, just general archery advice as you close one eye. I just, I'm sorry. It was insensitive of me. Uh, this is charisma uh, performance, eleven. Eleven. Hey, you. Eleven. That's a help action. You give. You get advantage. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, okay, so that'll be eighteen. Eighteen. You absolutely wipe out the second bottle. Let's see if this guy does it too. <laughs> he also wipes out the second bottle. Um, all right, now we are looking at, uh, so two, two bottles are down, uh, the third bottle's coming up here. Yeah. McGinty's advice was, um, now remember, you're indoors, so you don't need to compensate for wind. <laughs> <laughs> um, we cut back to the fighting pit. Do you hear the crowd start, like, they go quiet for a second, and they, like, like, things, like, they were really excited about you, Indus. You've been kicking absolute mm -hmm. ass. And then all of a sudden, you just start hearing the crowd say, Capo, 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 Capo. And like the thunderous like noises are shaking the ground. And this ogre emerges from the crowd. He's drunk as hell. He's like, yeah! Raises his arm in the air. Everybody screams. Okay, uh, let's do this. He's not about can handshakes. I, can he I like, do a quick charisma boost to get the audience on shouting, shouting my name, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Roll, roll. roll. <laughs> uh, I got a six. <laughs> the crowd is screaming anus, capo even louder. Anus, anus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There's, there's a couple guys who are getting the name wrong. Um, let's roll, roll off here. Eight. He got a seventeen. So he hits you mighty hard. Just fucking punches you right in the stomach as hard as he can. You get lifted off the ground and land like back on your back. Um, roll me to see. Uh, roll, roll me a d20 to see if you get knocked out. DC 15. Uh, 
Constitution. Yeah, I do. I was an eight. Oh God. Okay. All I just right. wanted to and meet is... three people. I didn't know this was a fighting pit. <laughs> <laughs> Alador sort of cackles uh, from up top. He loves it. Uh, and Noose is KO'd on the ground. Um, he gets dragged out of the pit and sort of sat at a table and is sort of like propped up. Uh, and people keep trying to feed him drinks to get him to get his like you know to get him back up and like being okay. They've tried like like they're trying to give him water, but they keep giving him that memory juice and it keeps giving him the same memory of like <laughs> rejecting that kid and saying like you can't have the tea. <laughs> um, we 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 cut over to the drinking table. Frank, what do you do? Well, uh, I'm still talking with uh, Sputton. Can I call? Can I call you Spuddy? <laughs> no, you can't call me Spotty. Nobody calls me fucking Spotty. Well, maybe because you're not nice about it. All right. Uh, what would you like? Tell you what. How about we? How about we just skip this? We go to the final round. Double or nothing. I mean, I guess so. I wasn't even planning on coming back, but okay, fine. One more time, and uh, they go to like start singing. And he rolled a oh boy, <laughs> he rolled a nineteen. Good. Uh, 13 for Frankie. So Frankie has this quick flashback where he's like, okay, it didn't work the first time, but this time it's going to work. He kind of grabs his drink, tries to wing, win back the crowd, and he just slips out of his chair, falls to the ground, and just spills beer all over his face. What did you roll? I rolled a two this time, which I felt was spiritually the same thing. Some, somehow, somehow Frank dragged the grease with him and slipped on the gas. Um, amazing, amazing. All right, Frank's a total failure at singing. Uh, Alador clapping from the thing just loves the embarrassment. Um, we head over to uh, our third and final uh, arrow shooting piece of the competition here. Uh, McGinty, are you going to give her some more advice? Uh, you know it. Uh, let me see how I do here. All right, uh, seventeen. That's that. That works. What do you listen. say, Rael? Listen to me. Listen to me. Be the arrow. Be the arrow. Also, aim a little bit above your target. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Rael. Yeah. Okay, got a twenty. Oh my God, she crits. Your arrow. Got a girl. I, I I'm gonna roll for the other guy here. See what he gets. Because if he gets good. a twenty, he got a fucking nat one. He shoots his your he shoots his arrow. It goes so sideways that your arrow hits his arrow, splits it in half, yeah, it and does. goes and goes through the bottle, uh, shattering it. <laughs> the bar goes fucking crazy. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They like lift Rayel up. They lift uh, McGinty up. <laughs> Uh, they're they're cheering. Alador looks at you guys and he's like, <laughs> I mean, he's sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's Alador's absolutely wasted. He's like, you guys, you you're the baker man. We are all going to get butter tarts tomorrow night, right? All of us, the we're the five cool guys. We are all going to get butter tarts tomorrow night. Don't back out on me, man. He's like grabbing Anus's shoulder and like <laughs> he's like like he's just being like one of those really overly friendly drunk guys trying to make plans with you. So tomorrow night, butter tarts. Well, uh... At the saucy tart, right? You got us, right, McGinty? Okay, well, we close at eight. We cl we close at eight, so it'll we'll, we'll be there eight. before Just, eight. It won't be late. We'll be fine, we'll be there. Okay, good. I, good. And we we tend to close around seven. We start to close, so yeah. anytime before it's, seven. We'll be there. It's okay, my friend. You, you'll stay open for us. And he like kind of like falls falls over drunk. 
Uh, the rest of you guys continue to drink your party. So is, the way this is going to work mechanically is that if you failed, uh, you're going to start your day off tomorrow with a level of exhaustion, which means you're going to get disadvantage on uh, ability checks until you guys get a long rest. Uh, and folks, that is where we are going to end our session today. A happier way. Yay. Whew. Hooray. I'm still unconscious, but for a different reason. Uh, roll a death save. Roll a death save, um, A happier way to end our thing, though, with like a party, rather than yes. ending it with you guys getting your shit. Oh my yep. god! Everyone uh, was successful equally uh, as a team. We every, yep. we all did perfectly. <laughs> yep. I got punched uh, in the stomach and passed out. It ruled. <laughs> yeah, you, you got hit hard by that. Uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, his name was uh, oh no, Chapo Trap House or something? Capo, Capo, <laughs> Capo. His name was Capo, Capo. Trap House. There we go. Uh, McGinty had another sip of the nostalgia and flashback to an hour before when he slipped in <laughs> the room on the grease with a turkey on his head. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, folks, thank you so much for listening to what we do in the basement. Um, please go ahead and like and share and subscribe and do all those amazing things that you do when you love a podcast. That would be so much fun. And if you please uh, also make sure you rate us five stars on iTunes as that is supposed to help a heck of a lot. Once again, I am Kevin Rambaran. I am Thomas Tolls. Luke Sessalon. I've been Jesse Bergen. And Natasha Durand. And thank you so much for what we do in the basement. Thomas, do you have a quote for us? I do. Um, in honor of the greasy knoll, uh, I found a quote <laughs> from Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, his quote, quote from is Lee Harvey Oswald. That's right. Uh, this quote, and I, I trust its truthfulness, is you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. <laughs> Jesse, take us out. And we'll see you next time in the basement. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Boo. <laughs>